to another episode of The Big Question, presented by Friends of Film, a podcasting in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll discuss what movie won San Diego Comic-Con 2018. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, once again joined by a man who apparently hates Kong Skull Island, Josh Straley. It has not aged well for me, okay? I, I thought it was fine in the theaters. It was its own different type of thing. Um, Tom Hiddleston and, of course... Brie Larson. Brie Larson, as well as John Goodman and Sam Jackson, all made it a fun movie. But in the wake of Comic-Con and my assessment of where the monster franchise is going, ah, man, it just doesn't stand up. Okay. It doesn't hold the candle to it. And I'm... I'm not upset about it. It's just going to be weird seeing that King Kong transported into this universe or airlifted or however they move him off the island mm-hmm. and watch them fight monsters all over the place. It'll be interesting, to say the least. Okay. All right? But hey, don't forget, everyone, you can get all of our latest updates on all the movies you love on Facebook and Twitter, at Friends and Film, and while you're at it, Open up and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And if you can, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps. Yeah, and be sure over to our website, friendsandfilm.wordpress.com, where you guys will see written reviews, sometimes special uh, rewatches or first-time viewings like Josh has been doing recently for the Mission Impossible franchise. His last one came out yesterday as a mm-hmm. time of you guys going to hear this. Um, so go check out his First time viewing experience on Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. And then I'll have a review up for Mission Impossible Fallout in a couple of days here. Um, but this past weekend, San Diego Comic-Con happened. We weren't there. We previewed it with the last big question. And what did we want to see? We got a lot of the stuff we wanted to see. We got a lot of the stuff we expected to see. There were some things we didn't see that we thought we were going to see. So, But even then, at the end of Comic-Con, there's always the question of, well, who won? And typically it boils down to a studio, whether it was, well, did Marvel Studios win? Did Warner Brothers win? Did Sony win? Did Paramount? Did Universal? Did some other, did Blumhouse win or something? And for better or worse or for whatever reason, it typically always goes back to, well, was it Marvel or DC? Mm-hmm. And this year it was, there was no Marvel presence. So it, is, it kind of opened up the floodgates for any other movie or any other studio to take control and make Comic-Con their own. And there's a lot of contenders um, that gave out good presences at Comic-Con. So we want to touch on it. Talk about what movie won San Diego Comic-Con 2018. This isn't a general thing. This is a personal preference. Um, we're going to run through kind of the options we have here. And then at the end of the episode, we will each give our pick for what movie ended up winning it for us. And then as you guys hear the options, as you guys listen to the podcast, send us your thoughts on it as well. So let us know who you think won Comic-Con. And if it, maybe if it wasn't a film-related thing, maybe you're super excited that Clone Wars was saved and there's a seventh season coming to the Disney streaming service. If that's your winner, great. I'm right there with you, almost. It's, great, it's a great announcement, but not as great as some of the stuff we're going to talk about here. Starting off with the long-anticipated first trailer for Aquaman. That was the end of Warner Brothers panel on Saturday in Hall H. Gave us our first look at the James Wan film. Josh, were you? Did you like what you saw? Did you not like what you saw? I really enjoyed it. Aquaman looks like a complete riot in every sense of the word. Um, Jason Momoa looks like they just said, "Go be yourself, dude," and he is—he's having a blast in 
every frame of this movie. Mm-hmm. But also, every frame of this movie is eye-popping. It is majestic. It is... Um, I, I was afraid a little bit at some of the hurricanes and this mm-hmm. massive tidal wave that was blowing and throwing so many things around. And by the time we finally, you know, surfed our way to the conclusive epic battle, yeah, there is so much going on there. I still, four or five watches and frame by frame, you know, mm-hmm. freezes, can't grasp everything I'm seeing in there. They are pulling everything out of Mariana's trench and throwing it at and into this movie. And I am, yeah, I just cannot wait to get to see this, Mm -hmm. but also get another trailer so I can get a little bit headier of a plot. Um, I am, I'm impressed. I really am. Yeah. Apparently they did show like an extended second trailer, Mm -hmm. um, at Comic-Con for just the people in attendance at Hall H, which was apparently even better than this version because it gave more of an elaborate, like fast five esque chase sequence with black Manta and Mira, um, running through the streets where that's where the tease is where black Manta's, um, laser beams, whatever they are, shoot Ooh. out of his head. Yeah. Um, that is part of that big sequence. Apparently it's like a long one take too. Um, so I'm, I really want to see that. Um, but it also featured more of the story, more of the Mira Aquaman interplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though we didn't get to see a lot of that in this trailer, I still, again, really dug this trailer. Um, for whatever reason, when once they did the Atlantis reveal about midway through, whether it was the musical cue or whatever, I just got chills. And I was like, what's happening? Why am I having this response to an Aquaman movie? But yeah. just from there on out, the fantastical elements of it, um, the way Atlantis looks, the world building that they're doing, the Thor Ragnarok style gladiator fights mm-hmm. um, where the it, I would assume... Aquaman takes down King Orm and then all the Atlanteans kind of look at each other like, is this okay? Are we allowed to cheer? Yeah. And then they like, all decide simultaneously, yeah, it's cool. And they all put their fists up in there and go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it was a super cool trailer. Uh, the visual style of it, again, that the CGI nature of it all worried me going in because it's like, what's it going to look like? We haven't seen any of that underwater style stuff yet. And it, it all looked really good to me. I mean, I've seen complaints that the CGI looks bad in the movie. I don't necessarily buy that. I mean, I think it looks pretty standard for what I expected. Um, not to say that I've lowered expectations for a DC movie or anything, but, uh, you know, I just, it for six months out, it looks, I think, really solid. Um, and it's only going to look better and better from yeah. here on out. So, I was I was really blown away with the Sockman trailer. It looks like a living mosaic mm-hmm. in so many frames. Even young Arthur Curry, where he summons, or I don't know what's going to happen in this scene, where he basically gets um, eyes glaring at all the bullies mm-hmm. um, with the sharks and every other kind of fish. But those things look incredibly great too. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I James Wan has something special here. If not, if the story ends up just being bleh or you know bland Mm -hmm. or just you know typical that's fine but what it's reaching for is going to be something that we're going to remember Mm -hmm. and especially in that visual effects department because like you said it's still six months out you can do a ton with six months worth of rendering in some cases that's all films get yeah and they're at least you know halfway done by Mm -hmm. now so five more months of post they're sitting pretty and so is aquaman 
Um, Black Mantra looks amazing. And yeah, the giant lobsters. Oh, man, oh my I gosh. Just, oh, and then that it, thing that, that he's riding. Yeah. What was that? It was like a massive crocodile. It looks like um, one of those ancient It's the fish. thing from the end of Jurassic World. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that was that was awesome. It had, it's Lord of the Rings style vibes I'm getting with that kind of big final epic battle. But then there's definitely those Star Wars vibes we've heard many times before with the terms of the, the world building that they're doing. Um, and even they, they spent a lot of time kind of setting up um, Arthur Curry prior to being kind of Aquaman and find out about his Atlantis roots, um, whether it's with Nicole Kidman and Tamora Morrison and them finding love, giving birth to Arthur Curry. And then like the epic bully sequence, which this, that's, that's probably the weakest CGI in the trailer for me is when the shark swims around and like cracks his head up against the skull. It's like eh, that, that looks a little wonky at this point, okay. but that again, it will improve in the next six months. So I'm I'm forgiving, I guess, at this point. Um, but it's still like a cool like moment where like now this kid is just like he's getting bullied, <laughs> and then suddenly stingrays, sharks, every kind of fish is like there, and all these other kids are like, uh, never mind, I'm not gonna mess with this guy anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I just want to kind of learn more about Aquaman. I mean, I know a decent amount about him, but diving into him more, getting to see more of Jason Momoa's personality. Uh, I'm I'm loving the stuff with and like even Mira her like recklessness and uh, fearlessness it looks like a cool addition and just like the there's even like the classic James Wan kind of style action with like the the awkward angles of the fight sequences and stuff in that subway and not the subway in the submarine mm-hmm. um, everything just really I I just really dug what I saw from Aquaman so um, is it the actual winner for me. We'll get to it. I'll answer it later. But it's definitely a it's it's a contender at this point. All right. Um, as is Shazam, because this was I think probably the the biggest surprise that we got was actually getting to see the trailer. We all knew it was coming. It was going to be shown there, but there was a lot of skeptics of well, will they actually release it online? Because they're going to release the Aquaman trailer, so it's it's a little weird to have two DC movies debut their first trailer on the same day because instead of putting the spotlight on a single one, you're splitting the DC attention onto two different movies. And Shazam, I thought was everything I thought it was going to be. Yeah, good. It it was the light, fun, um, comic book style superhero origin movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this, like all the descriptions of oh, it's it's big, but with superpowers. That's exactly what this movie looks like. Uh, Zachary Levi, for anybody who was doubting, like oh, is he the right choice? He looks just perfect as Shazam. Whether it's like the yeah don't scream and no, no, it's me. It's me. Uh, it's Billy. And like, then to end it off with a sub, I'm the superhero. Right. It's like, <laughs> this like his like whimsical nature about him, I guess. And even like doing the dance and during the training montage, was that, that was, that was the Fortnite thing, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what dances. I'm not hip enough to know the names of those kinds of things, but yeah, it's just like, it's, it's like, it's that embodiment of that. Yeah. He looks like a superhero, but that's still a 14-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so if he gets superpowers, he's going to do that. He's going to punch a brick wall. He's going to try to fly by using a half pipe. Uh, right. <laughs> it's just, like, all this silly stuff. And then even Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie Freeman, his best friend, like his intro where he's just like, don't trust him. It gets real Game of Thrones around here. Right. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you think I'm just – you think I've you, I've got it all because I'm an I'm a orphan uh, cripple. <laughs> and he's yeah. just like it's, – it's just – Every, like the the tonal style of it all just worked really well, uh, even like them laughing at the fact that his name is Shazam when right. Jimon Hatsu's like say my name and he's like I don't know it and he's like Shazam 
He's like, <laughs> seriously? Are you serious? Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, Shazam, Shazam. <laughs> and uh, it, it, everything just really worked for me. The color style, um, even when he's like zapping lightning, that right. phone, your phone's charged, you're welcome, your phone's charged, you're welcome, mm-hmm. then blows up. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just like, yes, this is exactly what I want. Um, it It's such a strong first trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it looks, yeah, it just looks so, um, it's unapologetically having fun with the ridiculousness of being a superhero mm-hmm. in all the ways. Um, the, the lighthearted version of Chronicle or, you know, like you know, whatever the case is, like having these abilities and what you're going to use them for there. Of course, they're trying to get views on YouTube. That's like, mm-hmm. that, that was so good on um, that entire way, that, that entire perspective of him learning about his powers. Like, check this out. And then people be like, fake, you know, yeah. all sorts of things like that, that, you know, that are definitely going to come along with it. Uh, but um, yeah, it's just, it's let, I mean, it's letting go of whatever's come before it and completely unafraid of what you're going to think of it. And that's exactly what I was hoping for. And that's exactly what I wanted from this thing. Um, especially the costume too. Mm-hmm. It is so comical. Like it, it looks great, you know, in terms, especially the actual glowing crest that they've got on there is cool, but it's also like, that is way over the top. and yeah. so extra. Um, but they're running with it mm-hmm. and I'm loving it. And I definitely do love his sidekick kid's name. Uh, the actor's name or the, yes, it's both. Jack Dylan Grazer. Who's playing Freddie Freeman. Yes. Freddie Freeman, like superheroes are being treated as kind of like a nerdy thing or something mm-hmm. weird for you to kind of like enjoy, which is weird because in the universe, like Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, like Aquaman, mm-hmm. all these people exist. Do you think it'd be like, cool? Right. You no. Know, instead they're like, it's kind of treated like, oh, you just know way too much about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's really neat. He thinks he's a nerd for loving all this stuff and like believing in it or, you know, something like that. Being um, optimistic, being mm-hmm. uh, hopeful. Yeah. So like, that's really cool. And as they edit this film and kind of extract the rest of it out, um, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Um, we also, at the Wonder Brothers panel, got our first trailer for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. This is one I know, Josh, you're very excited about. I loved this thing um, in every way. Uh, my, yeah, I couldn't have t- known from Krampus that this was the direction they were going to go with it. Because mm-hmm. after Skunk, Kong Skull Island, uh, Kong Skull Island, <laughs> I really thought they were going to, you know, make this a lot more lighthearted. Or at least just t- tune it a little bit more to the... Um, witty quippy clever side Mm -hmm. versus tripling down on what gareth edwards set up in godzilla but that is exactly what they did was triple down and it it looks like you know a monster opera it is beautiful every single frame is something immaculate and special Mm -hmm. and whether it's godzilla's Atomic breath in the air, Mothra spreading its wings for the first time through a waterfall, mm-hmm. um, King Ghidorah frozen, and then later standing amidst in fog against a boat, Ooh. or um, of course Rodon at the top of an exploding volcano, mm-hmm. which I imagine he came from, and then Maybe. sailing right across the ocean, um, leaving a fiery wake in his path. Wow. Like, it just looks amazing. And then, of course, there's um, Vera Farmiga 
as the villain, mm-hmm. of course, you know, basically. I don't know if she's the villain. She's the villain, man. What? Millie Bobby Brown. Millie, Millie Bobby Brown, first of all, who has way more emotions than I think anyone on this planet. It's just acting the heck out of this movie. But she says, you're a monster. And she's not talking to Godzilla. She's talking to her mom who wants the world to end. That's why Kyle Chandler's saying, you're out of your mind. It is going to have, it's kind of basically call. turning the story around from what the first Godzilla was instead of a father and son with a disconnected relationship. It looks like it's a mother daughter that are going to get, mm-hmm. going to get some friction from and Kyle Chandler's on his way to rescue her, I think probably. Okay. But man, yeah, the world is changing. Godzilla is cool again. It is stylish again. It is epic. I, oh man. This this really impressed me. Yeah. I really thought they were going a different direction, but they didn't. Um, am I sounding too high on this? What did you think? You're definitely higher on it than I am. Okay. I liked the trailer. Um, it didn't get me as excited as you are, or as I know a lot of other people are. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I I think that first Godzilla movie is really good, um, and I th- I think Kong Island is enjoyable to a certain degree. Um, and this one, I mean, yeah, I mean, it looks good. It looks exciting um the monster action looks fun um there's a sort of epic scale to it that is interesting to see um but i still i, I have questions about the story like the vera farmiga villain thing i didn't i mean i only watched it like once or twice the trailers so maybe i just didn't pick up on it because i didn't watch it enough um but like those plot details we got last week was that uh, vera farmiga and Millie by brown are kidnapped by another mysterious organization who wants to unleash the monsters but now it uh, looks like the the monsters need to be unleashed to help save the earth. And then at the end of the trailer, there's like, there's uh, tornadoes come down from the sky and like the sky is just bright orange. And you're just like, wait, what's happening? Like, is the world ending? And then somehow the monsters are saving the world um, from global destruction. It's, it's a, I don't understand really what the story is here. Humanity is the infection that she's preaching against. That's why she's on that video call. And everyone's just like, what is she saying about the world's changing and we're ruining it? The monsters are the cure. And the cure is you kill everybody. And she's going, she's finding these titans mm-hmm. so she can let them free on loose on the world and basically, you know, cause mass extinction for the human race to save the biological diversity that's left. Okay. Um, it's the Thanos type of an attitude, I, I guess. guess. Yeah. But then if... I mean, it. I mean, it's not going to happen. Obviously, where all the monsters are going to come out, and then they're going to kill all humanity because then there's yeah no human characters in Godzilla King, Godzilla vs Kong, Correct. which we know there already are. Mm-hmm. So, what then is the 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 story like the that the monsters kill other mm-hmm. monsters, and then that somehow saves the planet? I don't know. It just maybe I need to watch the trailer more. Maybe I need to dig into the mythology a little bit better, but. Um, I have a I have some questions about the story at this point that I'm just like not over the moon excited about this. Visually, it looks cool, but the story stuff I still have questions about. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll accept that. I mean, I watched the trailer like five times. So okay, I, I'm a little bit again, not not more in the no, but I. I mean, you are. My notes are. This is the most extensive thing I wrote notes for. Okay, so. Um, we did also, I mean, out of Comic-Con for this movie, we got information from the director, Michael Dowertree, to Rotten Tomatoes that uh, a Skull Island character is going to be returning. Does that increase your excitement at all for it, or does that actually lower it? It's just 
Okay. Stays the same. Yeah, because I think you you told me earlier you have your theory of who. Yeah, that uh, it'll be Charles Dance playing an older Tom Hiddleston. Okay. That's the Screen Rant in-house theory, or not in-house, because we published an article about it now. Sure, so yeah. Go I'll, check that out. That's neat. That's cool. That's fine. They have to have somebody that says, oh, wait, I know who can help fight these monsters, because it may look like Godzilla's taking over the planet, and they're like, all right, let's throw Kong at him, because he can save us. That's the, man, that's the plot of that crossover. Jeez. Yeah, that sounds terrible. It's going to need some help. I, obviously, I'm just making stuff up right now. But right. <laughs> that, it's going to come away in some form or the other. Uh-huh. That's your connective tissue as well as Monarch and everything else. So, but no, Vera for me here is very much in a cult with Charles Dance, and they are trying to bring about the apocalypse. Hmm, so it's like a, maybe like a faked kidnapping of like, oh, no, we've been kidnapped. But really, this is like all part of their plan all along. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. the turn of the movie where you're like Vera oh, Farmiga actually wants to end the world okay but I can see that I mean she's I don't know if this is spoilers necessarily but the cast for Godzilla vs. Kong has Millie Robert Brown and Kyle Chandler not Vera Farmiga <laughs> so, so I imagine Charles Dance would be around though uh, maybe we'll see and the director even teased in interviews and stuff or maybe it's at the panel that there are more monsters than just Ghidorah, Ronan, or Rohan, whatever his name Rodan. is. Rodan. Um, and uh, Mothra and Godzilla. There are other monsters that are out there. That's going to be so much fun. So we'll see which ones pop up, I guess, once we see the movie or maybe in a second trailer whenever it comes out. Um, we also got our first trailer for Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald at the Warner Brothers panel. This was actually the first thing they showed. Um, trailer's good, I guess. I... It looks more fantastical in nature, which is kind of what I wanted from this because that was the best part of Fantastic Beasts. It wasn't mm-hmm. the characters or anything. It was, let's see the fantastic nature of this world. Cool. I'm, I'm ready to explore that. But then, like, you get into some of the other stuff, and I'm not on board for that. And then they really are – they're really pushing Johnny Depp in this second trailer. They even brought him out onto the panel, which is uh, mind-blowing that Warner Bros. would make that decision, which <laughs> – Maybe makes them an automatic non-contender uh, to actually be the winners of Comic-Con. But I think the trailer's fine. It doesn't really change anything for me for um, this movie. Other than like, okay, it looks like there's more magical fights than I previously thought there were. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'll be at least maybe a little more entertained. But it looks fine. Yeah, I, I, but honestly, though, I couldn't care less. Any interest I had for this movie actually kind of like died mm-hmm. with this trailer. Oh, okay. In a lot of ways. I, I liked Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. I thought Eddie Redmayne was perfect as Newt's commander. Um, but here I'm just like, I mean, I really don't care about Harry Potter at all. And this trailer was just like, oh, great. More details and minutia that mm-hmm. I have to learn and pretend to, you know, follow along with. And I know that's my job right here, or you know, like <laughs> what you, you would ideally have you want from this podcast, but I'm feeling nothing from it. Like you said, it does look much more um, whimsical or mm-hmm. less grounded, less tethered to um, the scene and setting because the wizarding world is, is much more alive in mm-hmm. Europe than it is in the United States. Which is interesting because I think it was the director, David Yates, or somebody involved with the movie this past week give like a, a quote that was like oh yeah this one's more of a thriller it's more like dark and grounded it's like oh okay 
didn't not, really didn't really get that. Not getting that attitude out of from it at all. Um, but probably we're probably gonna cover it. Oh yeah, I mean we're gonna so, we're gonna review it. If there's a third trailer that comes out, maybe we'll discuss it. This is the least interesting thing that happened in terms of film at Comic Con. Yeah. Um, one thing that really piqued my interest was the first trailer for Glass. Yeah. The sequel to Unbreakable and Split got its first trailer as well at Comic Con. Uh, this one was awesome. It was really everything I wanted to see from Glass. It gave me all the teases. Of, okay, well, here's Glass. Here's Crumb. Here's Dunn. Here's uh, Casey, Annie Taylor Joy's character. We get mm-hmm. to get teases on who Sarah Paulson is and how she's involved, uh, but then also kind of more teases on like uh, Shyamalan said that there, that McAvoy would play 21 different personalities in the current cut of the movie. That could obviously change. It could be cut down to 18 or something. Um, but we get to see a bunch of those different personalities in the trailer. Um, we get to see him and Glass kind of scheming a little bit together because mm-hmm. yeah. Glass wants to meet the beast. And we so that was something we didn't really get to see from the first movie is a personality from the beast. It was more just like he turns to the beast and now he's trying to kill Anya Taylor-Joy. And that was like, Pretty, that was pretty much it. But if they actually explore that 24th personality, yeah. that's like going to be really interesting. Plus then like how they all get like caught up in the same uh, superhero psychological environment. I'm very much intrigued. There's a theory about Paulson. I'll share after we get your thoughts on it. Okay. Um, but I was very much impressed with this glass trailer. Yeah. It, um, we talked about the first look images last week. And I yes. said the aesthetic was everything about them. Uh, it's a little bit diluted throughout the rest of this trailer. Mm-hmm. But, oh boy, the story is promising a whole lot. And it's a return, kind of like it's a movie I'm excited to see Bruce Willis in. Yeah. For, for the first time in a while. Um, granted, I don't think we've talked about a Bruce Willis film on this show. Other than saying Death Wish was... Other than, yeah, and other than saying, oh, he wasn't split. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, which I didn't even stick around for, so... <laughs> I didn't even know like that clip happened until we talked about it on the show. Um, but yeah, he... It looks like Willis is back and looking great, mm-hmm. and David Dunn, and... I mean, I don't know. It's just the grounded superhero take and the idea like, oh, these people are all crazy, and it looks like it's starting after the fact we're gonna get like a a beginning middle of how they all wound it up in that cell in mm-hmm. the first place and then this is gonna be a part of like a four film trilogy i don't know what the case is gonna be i mean I what's know. the fourth film the team up unless they're already teamed up i don't know um, i mean i'm all on board for it james mcavoy said he's he's ready to play more <laughs> so yeah, yes 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 yeah so whatever the case is or however it all lays out um, there's a whole, it looks like there's mystery here mm-hmm. as well as, you know, action and excitement and thrills. And that's exactly what you want from M. Night Shyamalan. It's exactly what we want from, um, Dr. Mr. Glass. Yes. Crumb and done. So yeah, um, I'm very excited. Now the theory about Paulson, please, is that she is also a super. Ooh. Do you, do you think that, I mean, I feel like that's a kind of classic Shyamalan style twist where she's interviewing people who think they have powers mm-hmm. because she also has powers and like she's trying to like figure out more about the community or figure out how to utilize them for her own good um but it, it, there's like a there's some interesting stuff with her character where it's like she looks like a regular kind of 
psyche uh what's the what's the term uh psychiatrist yeah psychiatrist. Um, yeah and but then like the first shot of her in the trailer her hair is like wet and frizzled so it's like what what was what what was she doing before then because mm. then she uh, she doesn't look like that in other sections of the trailer so i don't know i really like that theory because that it, it, it keeps this super universe together um in a very interesting way it adds a different dynamic to it whether it's like she is the head of like this universe's shield or something mm. or whatever. But uh, I, I really like that idea that she yeah. is also somehow a super. Do you think it's more malevolent or more sort of like, Oh, I just want to document everyone. And yeah, I, th- I feel like it'd be more shame if friends. she was like trying that she had like her own scheme. And so she was like trying to find people to help her. And then like, if we get another, like if we get glass two. Or it probably wouldn't be called Glad. It'd be called like whatever her super heroic name is mm-hmm. or villain name is. It'd be called that, and then it's like Dunn verse like Crum and Paulson. Yeah, and then like, but Dunn also has to like work with Glass this time, and like that would be like so cool to see. Um, doesn't change anything about this actual trailer, but it's it gets me more interested in the actual movie. Yeah, why is this movie called Glass? I think that's the biggest thing. I'm yeah, still I mean, wondering. He is front and center on the Comic Con poster, so uh, he I mean, maybe it's more of like he is uh, stuck in the middle, and it's like does he side with Dunn to do something, or does he side with Kevin Crumb and try to do something? And maybe it's maybe the finale is Crumb and Paulson together glass and done and they just don't do my sequel idea <laughs> that w- okay yeah exactly uh, that would be i think i'd rather see glass and done together yeah again because them teamed up together i mean you want bruce Wallace and sam jackson mm-hmm. together on screen talking it out and bantering back and forth because that's one of unbreakable's charms yes it's just these two going back and forth about do you have powers uh no i don't have powers yes you have powers all right go capture somebody mm-hmm. or you go save somebody from you know domestic violence type of thing where you're drowning whatever right um but the poncho is back i love mm-hmm. that that's his superhero disguise <laughs> like it's just i don't know it's charming in, a, in its own little goofy way but yeah I, there's just you have james mcavoy in this thing and i think he's the real big draw for me mm-hmm. and oh I, yeah i don't know i'm just i'm so happy m night Shyamalan is back within the acceptable things to say you like right <laughs> yeah which i mean you which is a dumb thing to even go down the road to go down but um but it's, yeah. it's good to have him back looking in top form right even um, if it is technically a sequel to a movie he did in the 90s which is also a sequel to a movie he did two years ago precisely or technically last year two years from when it will be released it'll get us back to a place where we can be like original idea from this guy yes i can't wait yeah um, we also we didn't get a trailer for Venom, but there was some info that came out of the panel um, from Sony's panel. One of which was that Riot, the symbiote uh, Riot, is the villain of the movie, and as though it's not Carnage or something, it's not some other symbiote. It is Riot, who in the comics he has the ability to live, but he can jump from host to host, which instantly gives Venom's plot a very interesting dynamic where you don't ever know who Riot is. Riot could be Michelle Williams. He could be uh, Riz Ahmed. He could be um, Jenny Slate. He could be anybody mm-hmm. at any point in time and transport, transform it instantly. We have a symbiote versus symbiote vital. And I love that in that unpredictability factor. Um, and they also revealed 
or at least in the footage that was shown, that there is no Spider-Man symbol on his chest, which is genius because that doesn't instantly, when you first see him, be like, well, how's he a Spider-Man symbol on his chest if he's not in the MCU or if he hasn't met Spider-Man yet? Because how else would the symbiote know to draw that symbol? Yeah. If it's not there, then it leaves the door open for a Spider-Man Venom crossover. Mm-hmm. The symbiote gets attached to Tom Holland Spider-Man and then in a Venom 2 or Sinister 6 movie or something, then there's the new full Venom sort of classic costume. Yeah. And if they're building up to put Venom in Sinister Six, which, is he a part of that originally? Uh, No, but I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's been in there you can at mix, points. You can mix and match yeah. regardless. Or or he's, he's, the, he's the team. He's, he, he teams up with Holland. Yes. And do we have, we have illusions that there's going to be one of those they're, yeah, they're, bros in this movie, right? Of the Sinister Six? I uh, don't think so. Okay. We'll hold off on that. But we'd not be surprised. But if there's teases all throughout this thing of Sinister Six is coming with Spider-Man and Venom. Maybe. In the sixth movie. Whatever the case is. Um, yeah, this is really cool. Because um, none of the... Um, there's two hosts for Riot and none of those people are in the movie. So like you said, it could just be one of those things where it's like, all right, where is Riot going to materialize from? Who's mm-hmm. going to be you know, trapped inside? Or is he just going to be by himself? Right. Which I probably be by himself i would think or maybe gets on top of um riz ahmed's character uh yeah i don't know not sure because they're probably gonna want to obliterate the life foundation uh yeah i think one of the scenes from the that were shown they that people believed one of the people who the host of riot was was riz ahmed Mm -hmm. that was that they saw like the symbiotes battling each other and basically like ripping sections of the symbiotes off of the oh. other and then revealing the people that were like underneath them, uh, which is a very interesting dynamic to play with. Um, and if that means it's Tom Hardy versus Riz Ahmed, Tom Hardy versus Michelle Williams, Tom Hardy versus whoever it is, uh, I, I, I think Riot is a very cool symbiote villain to have just because, again, that unpredictability that it brings. Yeah, absolutely. And then also they said there was like a sort of like a we already got glimpses of it with the demon talking back and forth, mm-hmm. but they said it also happens. So where the venom face will just peel off Hardy's body and like stare oh, really? down and things like that. That's cool. Yeah. So there's, there's like some great avenues and descriptions of effects. Um, but so yeah, venom is shaping up to be something that's look looking, not it looks terrible. promising because yeah. again, like we talked about, was it last week with the zombie land two news? Mm-hmm. Sony just gave Ruben Fleischer zombie land too. So, you have to think they're not going to give it to a guy who's screwing them with venom. <laughs> right. Instead, it gives further confidence. Like we talked about in the main show with uh bad robot and JJ Abrams going back and giving uh, Julius Avery, the director of overlord, another movie with them. It inspires confidence in the studio and inspires confidence in their upcoming project. So if venom turns out to be good, it's a whole new ball game. Maybe, sure. maybe Kevin Feige will reconsider its MCU placements. Um, but that is kind of, those are the, the big, kind of six um, contenders, I guess, to win Comic-Con. I think you may be able to guess, based on how we each of us talked about each property, which one ended up winning for us. But, Josh, just to clarify, who is your winner of San Diego Comic-Con? Now, I, do I have to pick a company? No, you I pick, can pick a single, oh, yes, what movie? Single movie yeah. won Comic-Con. It's Godzilla King of the Monsters. Because it is looking way better than it had any right to be based off of Edwards film or Kong Skull Island. Mm-hmm. And 
Godzilla versus Kong is I'm excited for it now. Like this has moved me in that direction. Mm-hmm. So it's Godzilla King of the Monsters whole way. Although Aquaman is a very strong second. Aquaman is also my second choice. Really? Very. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's tough. It was actually kind of, it was tougher to choose than I thought I would. I was like, okay, I think I'm going to go Shazam. I was like, well, no, maybe I'll go Aquaman. And mm-hmm. I, I, I'm landing on glass because I felt like that was the movie that gave me the best. When I watched that trailer, I'm not at the panel or anything, but just watching online when it dropped, it was like, oh my gosh, I need to watch this right now. Aquaman, I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch this in a couple minutes. Shazam, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this now. And I laughed. Um, but Glass was the one that when I watched it the first time, I was just like, oh my gosh, just just get me to January 12th or 8, 19th, whenever it drops in theaters. I'm like, I just need to be there right now because yeah. it just looks exactly like I would have wanted it. When Split ends and then it's like, all right, here it is. And then I figure out, okay, what does this, all this stuff mean? Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. This is what has been in my head for the last like year. And so to see it looking promising, mm-hmm. um, I, I was totally excited for it. And maybe it, maybe it helped that it was the first thing, kind of the first big thing that came out of Comic-Con. So it was like, well, I, I don't have anything else to compare it to at this point. Whereas like Aquaman Shazam was like, well, I've already seen this. I've seen this. I've seen this. Um, Glass kicked it off so well for me. And even the, just the teases, the cast quotes, um, everything about it just looks like it is being exactly what I want it to be, which is all you can really ask for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, films aren't made for us or they don't ask our input. So when you when your expectations and your hopes align with something like that, a project mm-hmm. and it becomes everything you want it to be, that's an awesome feeling. Yeah. And um like for glass like like glass for you, Godzilla King of the Monsters um is looking like that for me. Mm-hmm. So much so that um even though it looked really campy, I'm in the middle of watching an anime Godzilla film which just dropped on Netflix. Okay. Godzilla City, The Edge of Battle. Uh, I think I may write a review of it for the site. Oh, okay. So we'll look for that sometime this week, folks. Um, but yeah, I'm just all about Godzilla now. I may even go hunt down VHSs and oh, you know, start watching. All right. Well, yeah, again, let us know what you guys think. Uh, let us know who your winner is of Comic-Con, not, again, the studio. Because if you go studio, it may be with all of their kind of Announcements, I feel like Warner Brothers is the clear studio winner because mm-hmm. they just dominated Hall H. For sure. Um, and they dominated that Saturday. But in terms of a single movie, whether it's Aquaman, Shazam, Godzilla, Fantastic Beasts, uh, Glass, Venom, um, if you were at the Halloween panel and you got to see Jamie Lee Curtis, hear the story of how seeing Halloween helped save a guy's life when he was in that exact same scenario um, and the emotional action that got out of the entire crowd. Maybe that's your winner. Uh, maybe it's it chapter two because you just liked what they did at the scare Diego opening night thing. I don't know if you guys were there, if you guys have other thoughts on other things we maybe glossed over and things we didn't really think about. Maybe you were really excited about all the Deadpool two deleted scene news that came out of the Deadpool two panel and the special screening, but whatever it is, let us know who, what movie you guys believe once in a Comic-Con. If you agree with me, if you agree with Josh, let us know. But again, have your own opinion. Let us know if it's, if, if you guys think it was Aquaman or Shazam, that's great. Or if you were just so over the moon excited about the Fantastic Beast trailer, let us know why. So then we can get excited with you guys. Um, and the, again, we'll be back next week with a review of Mission Impossible Fallout as well as another big question. And if you want to share those thoughts with us, do it on Twitter at Friends and Film. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. And 
head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review with comments. So that way, other people can find the show. Other people can hear this. Other people can tell us who they think won San Diego Comic-Con. And if you want to tell me personally, you can find me on Twitter at MovieCooper and Coops underscore Hoops. And you can get at me, Josh, at just Joshua Ryan. Thanks again for tuning in to the Offense Film Podcast. Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.